Hello and welcome back to episode four of Hosts at Home. In this episode, we're going to be touching on last week, of course. We've got work starting on our eight bed HMO conversion. Get in. Um, we'll be talking about Steve Hamilton's networking event, which we attended. We're talking about our social media and marketing planning. And then, of course, we'll touch on our guest of the week, pest of the week, and our topic of the week, which is how to obtain a deal. Hey, I'm Laura. And this is Ed. Give us a ring if you're looking for a bed. I started putting properties on Airbnb and now I've left my job because I'm earning bad pee. Location, location, I see E and C. Started with none, now we got 50. Pick up the keys and off we go. After we set up, looks like a grand design show. If you're looking to become a property master, then give us a like and download the podcaster. Let's look at this four bed. Can we make it a six? Call up the broker, get our DIP fixed. We're scaling up quick, our portfolio. SA units and now HMOs. You won't get planted. Yeah, that's what they said. We are your hosts, Laurie Dad. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so, recap on last week. Where were, where were we at? So, we had our HMO tenants moving in, didn't we? Um, wish this was a YouTube because I'm using my fingers. Um, Ed, what happened to our HMO tenants? Well, they are yet to move in. Um, the contracts were all signed and agreed. And then we had a email this morning. Well, I emailed yesterday the agent, because we're going through an agent, which we touched on. Um, are they all settled in? Because I've not heard anything. <laughs> What's going on? Well, actually, tell a lie. Reverse, 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 reverse a little bit. Reverse a bit. We, we did get a call on Saturday, didn't we? Because they'd popped in just to check around the, the estate agents. Well, they went to do the inventory. Yes. And the washing machine had like randomly leaked all over the floor, and they were like, "You got any problems?" And we very quickly rang our property man, Luke. Big up, Luke! Thank you very much for. He's just bought his own house, so he's doing work to his own house, and we were ringing him, nagging on a Saturday, going, "Hey, we've got a leaky washing machine," and um, so we had to fix that one first, didn't we? Yeah. So. That was a little bit nerve-wracking. Not sure why it leaked. It's not been in use or yeah. anything. So, yeah, big shout-out to Luke, um, a brother, a friend, and now a maintenance, a maintenance man. man. <laughs> <laughs> so he went round and had a bit of a look. He's pretty hands-on. So sorted that for us, ready for Monday for them to move in. Um, like I said, I had an email this morning from the agent saying, look, they actually haven't moved in because they're not paid. Now, they've signed the contracts and not paid. And I said, okay, that's concerning. Um to which she replied with some reassurances saying it's actually quite common because it's, this is a company tenant. Um, they've said that there's been miscommunication and, and it simply was missed on the first payment run. Um, so hopefully it does all get resolved soon and they actually pick up the keys and move in. But the tenancy has started as, as of the start of the week. So yeah, a little bit interesting. Never, never smooth and definitely not ideal, but hopefully we'll be playing sailing from here. Yeah, we'll have to keep you posted on that one as well. I'll move that to next week's topic too for a check-in. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to say it because I... Sh- uh, it is better, but I just... Ed's going to get all red and angry. Stripe issues. I won't be red, red and angry. I won't be red and angry. We had... We had... we Well, yeah, we had 42k come, to, come through. This morning? This morning, yeah, two hours ago. So, you know, and that's... 
I really lost a lot of trust within Stripe over this matter. And I did start to get a little bit worried because they're such a big corporation. I was like, right, they must, they're going to be doing everything by the book. I will get my money. It's fine. But then I really like, I did start to get a bit nervous because what was going on was just so wrong. And we're not going to dive, in, dive into all that again. But they paid out 80% of what they were withholding, um, which is the 52 grand. So they paid out 42K this morning. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's obviously fantastic mm -hmm. news to see 42K come in. Um, When's the other 20 come in? Over 10, over 10's coming in, I think they said December, you know. So again, they, they've moved that forward from the original February, which is good. So good news for Stripe. Yay. Yay. Not quite back in the good books, but thank you for giving me my money back. <laughs> Yay, we can go Christmas shopping. <laughs> Our family don't have to have coal. <laughs> so this week, um, mad one as always, um, we've got... So the work's obviously starting on the 8-bed HMO conversion this week. Um, Ed's going to be going down there and for the beginning of the weeks and supporting with the work because it's a bit of a learning journey for you. I'm super jealous. I'm going to literally not talk to you all week, just be watching your stories because you don't talk to me. I just have to watch it on there to know what's going on. Um, but we've you've also managed to book a viewing in for Monday, haven't you? Um, and this is a property to potentially source to somebody. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a fantastic property and we may have potential investors on board. And like I said, ideally, we'd have this property for ourselves because we're very greedy, but there's only a certain amount that our capital can stretch, right? <laughs> Simple as that. We've got deals going through of our own, um, but these properties that come up are super ideal and it kills me to see them go to waste. So, um yeah, we, we're looking to potentially source it on. Simple as that, I think. Mm -hmm. It's a beast of a property, so we'll see and, and how that goes on the, on, the, on the Monday. And like Laura touched on, very interestingly, our arrangement with the um, contractors who are going to be doing this refurbishment works um, are quite probably unique in the sense that I've got good report with them. They've done a lot for me up in Liverpool and I've asked if I can be on site to help and I really stress the point that not to overlook and overshadow them and keep an eye on what they're doing, um, but definitely mainly because this is a complete learning curve and how can I make sound judgments going forward on an area I want to be an expert in without doing and knowing what I'm on about. So a real good opportunity for me to get hands on. Um, I'm looking at probably doing Monday to Wednesday, Monday to Thursday, down there as a labourer, I guess, um, just to really help out, hopefully get some footage, showcase a lot and more importantly, learn a lot. If you get a digger, can I come and help? I don't think we're getting a digger, babe. But if you do. Okay, we'll, I'll try and incorporate some groundworks just so you Thank can you. get a digger. Thank <laughs> you. It's my dream to just <laughs> dig, dig. <laughs> um, we went to Steve Hamilton's Let's Make Money in Property networking event this week, which is really cool. We love doing stuff like that and getting out and about. We don't do it enough. We always sit in bed and go, oh, we should be doing it more. And we... Like, we love Steve. He's an absolute John. And whoa, 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 careful, careful, what careful. What mean we? Careful. It was average. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steve said I'm positive and Ed's negative. Yeah. Which is pretty spot on. But <laughs> if you don't follow him, give him a follow. Every time we go and watch one of his events, we come away feeling, like, super inspired. They're, they're really nice to go to and just, like, positive And he's very inspiring. It's great to hear his journey. He always gets guests up. And something really, really nice... 
when we walked in, um, we met Emma and Chris, who came straight up to us and said, oh, we've just been driving here listening to your podcast. So we were like, yay! So thank you so much for listening and supporting us. I know Chris always gives us a shout out on his Insta, but that was really nice to feel like, even if one person's just listening to us, it's nice that we're adding some value, isn't it? So Absolutely, yeah. Super shout out to those guys. Really supportive. Um, yeah, big up. A lot of love. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> And then for Steve's events, yeah, they they are they are mint. We um we don't do enough, and I never really have done throughout my journey. Um, it's a fantastic way to get to know people, guys, and open up business relationships. Is at these networking events, and on top of that, they're obviously fun, inspiring. So there's plenty around. Steve is obviously someone that we feel like we can, I guess, relate to, and it's in Birmingham, it's not far away, and it, and these events are top notch. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys are already following this stuff, like his youtube and everything is it is all next level so if you're not you need to be and if you are then yeah you'll know what i'm on about <laughs> 10 years time we'll have a daily that's <laughs> our goal stay to be like you <laughs> um so we've been really really throwing ourselves lately obviously the podcast is a massive example of this of like really trying to boost our social media and get together a bit of like marketing strategy which I am so happy about because this is my bag and I can finally help with something um so we've been talking about it for a long time and we've now started putting things into action haven't we and a lot's been going on behind scenes the last couple of months because we do want to make sure what we're posting is like good interesting like we've got our branding and everything sorted we had a photo shoot a couple of weeks ago with Rachel, which was ace, and we'd kind of like planned what we wanted to take photos of, so how we're going to use them, what we're going to do, and really give ourselves some ideas. We have obviously set up the property wall, so if you have a look on our Instagram, you can see us making that, so Ed's been able to start recording short videos. Um, but it's I find it really exciting. I, as we, we've set up like a, so, a content planner, and... Uh, why is that funny? Because <laughs> because I was working because I still obviously have a job. I was working from home this week, and what what were you you were like screaming yes because you'd posted something, and then you started laughing for about twenty minutes because it had taken you like an hour and a half to figure out schedule one. You were post. like I could have just done the post, and this morning some pictures came through, and I was like right, put it put it on the social media planner, and you're like I could just post them now, and I was like no, we need to like get into a habit of getting on everything and posting, so we're doing that. Um. Huh. Is that it? Yeah. You touched on loads there. There's there's so much more to go into there on that. Yeah, and I think it's really important to note or stress. For me, you said this is your bag, and I've it's always something I've wanted to take a lot more serious. And I've I've, I've been really frustrated because I say to you like, look, I put a lot out on my stories of what I'm doing, but if any new people come to my channel, my Instagram, and you look at the posts, you know, I think I went to an event and I was like, I didn't took two posts this year and this was like a month ago and we're not we're in november so which is really shocking because we're doing stuff yeah i'm so busy doing stuff and to me that takes a lot but i was really frustrated at the fact that if someone comes to my channel or whatever it is instagram page they won't see any stuff because stories are such a short life cycle of 24 hours and you know understanding the importance of having a a, a super good media strategy i suppose a marketing strategy because in order to get to where you need to go, it can be a fantastic tool, a fantastic tool. So, yeah, I mean, we've been diving into it. I want to do things the best we can, you know, as effectively and as efficiently as well, which is a really key kind of aspect to that because 
when you start going at it, you realise it's one of those where you don't know what you don't know, and the, the more you know, the more you understand that you don't know. You know, you, how many different people and stakeholders are involved in just getting a thumbnail yeah, yeah. and then editing the videos, and then we've got to film the videos, you've got to get all this lighting, sound, equipment, ed, uh, editing the podcast stuff is just an aspect of a, in itself, and then sending it off and then scheduling it for you know, what you just touched on, to come out at periodic points, because I don't want to be uploading stuff every two days. I want it to be efficient and slick and really take as little as a time as possible, but also be as effective as possible. So, yeah, I mean, we could do a whole, whole podcast on this journey alone, because it's been Really exciting for me to learn, I think, a lot of new stuff. It's really cool. I was just going to say, I'm so proud of you uh-huh. for everything you've just said. Because when, when, I first, <laughs> when we were first together, you were like, well, you do marketing, so you can film it, edit it, put it up, do a thumbnail, design my website. And I was like, I don't think you understand, like, marketing has so many little breakdowns. And you are like, you can do it. And look at you now going, well, you've got one person to do a thumbnail and one person to do your colours. And you learn by going through that, don't you? And I remember... Well, I was like, okay, well, if Laura can't do it, maybe she'll do the captions or whatever. And then I got our videographer guy in, Sam, another good friend, to be fair, legend. And I realised now, I expected him to not only shoot the shoot the footage, yeah. but also to edit it, caption it, thumbnail, <laughs> do everything. And they're completely different skill sets. Yeah. So now we've got different people for different things. So we've literally got um, either Sam when we utilise him to shoot footage for us, or we do it from from here and then we've got someone dedicated specifically for thumbnails someone dedicated specifically for um editing the videos and then obviously we've just got this new tool um for scheduling which i'm just getting to grips with and it's just never as easy and there's always so much more to it than what people originally see on the surface um but we understand the importance of it right and it's absolutely necessary we're really trying to grow us i guess as a brand Mm -hmm. For, for us to be able to achieve our goals. And where we're at now is we've got a mint cash flow business, an Airbnb business, business essentially, service accommodation, and we're pushing the cash flow we're making into assets for us to buy to create that long-term wealth. And we're really not... Well, we're, I feel like I'm really educated in that field because the same time I was learning through my all my you know service accommodation stuff... I was learning about BRRRs and everything as well because I knew that that was the strategy. I knew the goal was to move the cash flow into assets. And we're now demonstrating that very effectively, I think. We've got four HMOs, one massive conversion, which is going to be a huge project, more in the pipeline. And even with this cash flow, there's only a certain amount that our capital can take us, right? We're still fairly young, still fairly fresh, I guess, for our journey. Um, We've only started buying properties this year really I'd say with intent so we need to raise finance as simple as that and I think that's our ultimate goal and our ultimate strategy and and we need to build a brand and a presence to help us get that Um, so yeah a lot there because there's a lot to go through isn't there yeah I'm sure hopefully when we're a bit more skilled we can do a session on it can't we what we found good and bad and absolutely it's a huge part though and anyone looking to build their brand should be yeah, doing it. Doing it, yeah. From day one. Even but, if you think it's But there's it's levels to it. You know, yeah, we talk about Steve. 
know how much does it cost he does oh, a daily edited daily that's crazy you can't just jump to that level yeah. so you need to go through the ranks and at the moment we're obviously spending a little bit of money on it not too much but you can't start out from even where we are what we're doing because we've we've got a budget so but there's people out there like jay who are doing it themselves so but yeah it's really important guys um it's good to bank and show all your your journey and your story because it builds up real credibility if not for now then definitely later down the line Okay, moving on. Our topics of the week, not our topics, our feature of the week, sorry. We've had to amend slightly due to concerns from Edward James. So we were bringing you our guest of the week and our pest of the week. But Ed has decided he doesn't want guest of the week, <laughs> doesn't like anyone and no one's nice to him. So he just wants to do the best of his week. But we'll still do the best of the week because we get lots of those coming through. Right, technically true. You could have <laughs> you could have phrased it in a bit nicer way, right? Why is everyone painting that to be miserable? And just Steve's right. <laughs> He's right. But yeah, but I mean, guest of the week was really hard this week, and I think it's probably because bookings are starting to slow down. If I'm honest, so the guests that we've got at the moment are just constant guests. So I don't want to give it to someone who has just been constant. Well, like uh, you said, it's mostly people... Actually, I, you have got a guest of the week. You put on your story yesterday a really nice review from someone. It's, it was a... Well, it's like it's five a ten, star. Ten, yeah, but that happens loads. Okay, well, they're, nice. they're my guest of the week. You right? can't segregate them. I can. No, we're not doing guest of the week. We're okay. changing it to best of the week. Okay, so what was your... But I can guess your best of the yeah, week. Yeah, everyone knows it. So, Stripe! Yeah, it's probably pointless. Best of the week is Stripe, 42k out. 42k out? 42k payout. Yeah. Jesus. Tongue okay. twister. Um, but also also the fact that we're starting with actually commencing works on the 8-bed HMO conversion is, for me, mint as well. Like, so, exci- so exciting from what I know what I'm going to learn and also from a milestone perspective and to get that project going. It took longer than I thought you predicted it would take this long, so fair yes. play to you. I'm obviously very optimistic and eager. Um, First time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, a, that's another big win as well. So two, two best of the week. Okay. <laughs> Pest of the week. Pest of the week. It's got to be the guest from yesterday, wasn't it? Shower plug hole. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, this is crazy. It's another compensation claim. And it makes me laugh because they never, I've touched on this and I can always tell, they never ask for the issue to be resolved because it's not an issue half the time. They ask for compensation and that is the first red flag. And it does my head in. But you know, you've got to be, the way you handle it, you've got to be professional. We're offering a service, we're a business, so I can run as much as I want on the podcast, but... The way we handle these guests is, is obviously very different. But this particular guest um, literally removed the drain filter of the shower. And obviously there's grime, probably hair. I didn't look into the picture too much because there always is because that's what it's for, right? So that's what it's designed to do is to stop those debris going down the drain. It was it was grimy. To be honest, to be honest with you, I do ours, and ours gets minging because of your hair. This one, hey, <laughs> for ginger hair. <laughs> this one was not that bad, and but I couldn't believe it. They pulled it off, flipped it upside down, took a picture of it and the inside of the drain, essentially, and was like, 
this hasn't been, this isn't clean. And, you know, part of me just wants to go Barney. And they're like, we expect compensation for this. And I'm like, right. So the way I deal with this is the last thing I want to do is give these people money because I don't think they deserve it because that's what they're out for. Um, so I say, look, we'll send someone around to resolve this immediately, which does come at a cost, at a call-out cost to me, um, which is frustrating, but I'd much rather that we deal with it, try and appease the guest. That's what we did. And thankfully, you know, they've, they've then got no leg to stand on, really. We've remedied their apparent issue instantly. But the fact they wanted compensation claim and, you know, essentially wanted half the money back is just really annoying because that's clearly all they're after. And we're seeing that not frequently, but because we've got so many units fairly frequently. So that's my pest of the week. Frustrated. Yeah. But you should go and clean our shower plug hole. I need to I want compensation. <laughs> So our topic of the week this week is how to obtain a deal. So last week we spoke about um, looking at like locations and where to find your deal. And this week we're going to talk about when you've actually found that deal. It's ticked all the boxes and how you're actually going to get that. We've been posting some questions. Oh, sorry, we posted the topic on Instagram and asked for some questions. So we are doing this weekly talking about what our topic is and asking if you have got any questions around that to pop us a message. Um, so some of the questions you've sent in, thank you so much for doing that and hopefully we'll cover throughout this and we will incorporate them through. Um, so Ed, tell me, so you found your first property. Can you just tell me a quick snapshot overview about the property? About the property, right, yeah. So contrary to everything I was saying last week about what <laughs> I was looking for, which is all true, I was definitely looking for the larger properties that I could fall back as a mitigation onto HMOs if the SA didn't work. Um, I eventually got a call from an agent that I'd been trying to put in the legwork with for a while, and they said, look, we've got a two-bed property coming up. Would you like to take a look? And I was like, oh, man, they're offering me a property. So I was like super, super gassed, super happy. But I was like, but it's a two-bed. It doesn't fit my model. So I went round and had a look. I was really surprised by the details in terms of it was quite nice and the rent was really cheap. It was in a good area. And I thought, right, you know, this I, this might be able to work. So I crunched my numbers time and time again. And I thought, you know, it this can work. This can work. So I was over the moon. Wasn't what I was looking for, but still felt like it would work. And it has done, thankfully. And it's just a two-bed apartment. Simple as that. Nice. Nice two-bed apartment. It's in Somerset, so it's close to where I was living because um, I was working full-time in Somerset. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so you found it. You've gone, yeah, like that, ticked all my boxes, done all my due diligence, happy. How did you obtain it then? What was your experience? Yeah, so, like I said, it was, this particular property was through an agent and the experience was very strange. Again, super surreal. And I documented... All of this as well. It's all on my Instagram highlight reels, guys. If you want to go and take a look. Um, again, probably super embarrassing. Um, but it was surreal because every tiny little step of what I go through now is, you know, not, not something new. But you overthink everything dramatically when you're going through it the first time. And I remember just being super nervous at the fact it was going through an, through an agent. That was really daunting. Did the agent know you were going to... SA it and did the landlord know at this point? 
So the landlord was the owner of the agents, which is why I thought, I think they were happier to quote, quote, take a little bit more of a risk and a punt on me. I built up a really good report with this particular agent. Um, I got on really well with her and yeah, they, they knew. And this is probably quite interesting. Like Hinkley Homes, the reason it's called that is because I was going to try and target contractors working at Hinkley Point. And this is what I said to him. I said, look, I didn't quite reference and term Airbnb, but I said that the model is around providing short-term accommodation for these contractors working on a local large site. Um, so yeah, everything was contractually agreed and, in, and fine and in place. We had to make some amendments to the contract that they sent over to ensure that everything was sweet. Um, yeah, we were all on page with it. And yeah, it's exciting, but super scary because like I said, you overlook everything when you're going through it the first time. I actually remember going to the agents, right? And they asked me for the company number <laughs> and I didn't know it, which is normal. I don't know it now. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to think, they're gonna <laughs> I'm out. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. Yeah, they're going to sack me. They're going to kick me out. I was like, I'm just going to have to get it up online. Like a timid little boy. And they're like, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, my yes. God, yes. But now looking back on it, knowing what I know now, right, that's completely normal. But you, again, you don't know what you don't know and everything you go through is the first time. So it was crazy. It was crazy. How long did it take you to get it from... I know like last yeah. week we talked about you looking and researching and finding your strategy and stuff. And then how long was it before you actually... Yeah. That's a mint question, a mint question. And the reason I think it's a mint question is because I really want to put it out there to people listening who are trying to get their first deal. This took me a long time. So I set up my business right on my birthday, which is January the 6th, and already set up all the things that I needed in place. So I already had a website before I'd even set it up because I thought setting up would be the last thing I'd do um, in terms of registering it. I registered it on my birthday, 6th of January, and for like four or five months. It took me four months, I think, to get my first deal, and that was me being relentless. Yeah, relentless. That's important to know. Like all day, every day, almost, almost through the toweling, if I'm honest, because I felt like I was getting nowhere for so long. Um, really felt like I was just smashing my head against a brick wall, but then one breakthrough, and things really started to snowball. But yeah, it's a good question, because it took me, took me four months, which is a, quite a long time. And I know some people do it in two weeks, but your own journey is your own journey. It took me four months. It was a struggle. It was a big struggle. And, and I don't imagine I know. Like Now, obviously, you're building that portfolio. makes it slightly easier, doesn't it? Because you've got that experience behind you. But that's why we really wanted to talk about the first one, because it was really tough, wasn't it? And you've got to be realistic to yeah, people in, I think, in your shoes now. Yeah, you've just touched on it. What's <clears throat> extremely different now is not only do we have like the experience and I'm obviously so much more super confident when talking to whoever it might be but we've got the accounts now to back it we've got you know just building up report over two years two to three years with, with agents and people from being in the being in the scene for two to three years is like super credible as well so we've got a mass I say a mass amount we're, we're so much more credible compared to you know where where we were when I started obviously which is which is the hardest thing you know these agents are asking What's your business strategy? What's and you don't well you, you have one, but you can't evidence it. You've got no experience. I was a 20, 26 year old kid just promising them that I'd, I'd pay for three years, and they're probably like, What? 
<laughs> yeah, thankfully, I had a, a, a decent job with some with some income that I could evidence and a and a guarantor. Um, I went down as a guarantor, and so that helped. But realistically, I had no history, uh, no previous experience, and that is the hardest hurdle. So you just got to go hell to leather and absolutely go for it. To be fair, and just be is you know it was it was a re- relentless pursuit. But then when you break through, it's good to capitalise on those moments and really try and push even more. Okay, fab. So so that was kind of direct to agent, but how, how else can you obtain deals? What other ways are there and what, what do you go for? Yeah, so there are three main ways of obtaining deals, obviously via agents, as we've just touched on. Um, direct to vendor, which is going straight to the landlord of the property. And via a sourcing agent, you know, via a sourcer, um, all come with their pros and cons. My, what I would like to say on them is I've utilised all three, right? Because I wanted to scale so aggressively, I didn't want to leave a corner of the market unturned. I was utilising all three to try and get in front of or behind as many deals as possible because I was trying to scale aggressively. Um, Be careful, be very careful, please be very careful with sources. I see a lot and, you know, there are good sources out there, guys. There really are, but 99% of what is out there is not true in terms of the numbers that they convey. So please be very careful. I would not advise utilising a sourcer if you're inexperienced because you will not have the capacity to be able to challenge those numbers that they're, they're putting forward, which you need to. You need to verify it for yourself. So if they present a deal, do your own numbers on the deal. And if that still stacks, then fine, great. Um, direct to vendor, um, super cool because you can be much more creative when you're direct to the landlord in terms of the um, maybe payment schedule or just the the contract itself. And then direct to agent benefits. Wait, 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 Ooh, wait. Go, wait. go, go. <laughs> oh, this is really cute. I'm going to embarrass you. So, so I know when you first started, you were going direct to agent and direct vendor were your main things. Yeah. Can we talk about the postcards? Ed's little... <laughs> the leaflets. Ed's marketing journey started here, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it started a little bit before that, but... Yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it's a great point. This is within... Even within those three subdomains, or particularly direct-to-vendor, there's other ways in which you can do direct-to-vendor marketing, you know? Um, so I went round and dropped leaflets, yeah. I, um, I downloaded a the local HMO uh, register, so a, an, a, a list of all the addresses that were HMO licensed in the area. And I literally drove around um, for the week, dropping off all these leaflets that I printed, which is quite a common strategy now. Um, I'm gonna put, when we put our, um, our picture up on Instagram with our episode four, I'll put, picture of your is that okay yeah yeah that's, that's it's cute it's, it's so mad cute. really that I've seems so long ago room. but this this is it like and there's a huge debate online whether how successful they are because loads come through the door i had fairly good traction um i say fairly good to me having like four people call me up on the back of it was was mint because like i said you got you i had nothing so you need to put the way i saw it i just spread myself so thin and did everything i possibly could just at the hope of getting one deal right. Um, and I had some good conversations on the back of it. Don't think it ever materialised into a deal coming in. But if I chased it a bit more, then probably build up a report with with with, with landlords and 
vendors in the area. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to do that. You've, you've got to do that. You've, you've got to do everything. Okay. So just, just to finish up, can you give any final tips for anyone out there looking or who might have found a deal and they're looking at going in now for the kill? Yeah, I think a good tip, which I think is super necessary at the start to people starting their journey, is never underestimate underestimate the value of your service that you're trying to provide. And it can often feel like when you're talking to agents or vendors, you're trying to sell them. But honestly, an experienced landlord will really value the service of a guaranteed three-year rent, um, providing they trust and believe that the property is going to be well-maintained and that that rent will definitely come over the three-year period because they know about voids, right? They know it's a headache to have to change tenants probably approximately once every year. All these come at a cost and headspace, so you really are solving a problem. So just outline the pros um, to the landlords and the agents and really, really understand and trust the service that you're promising to provide, providing you are and you should always obviously provide and do what you're going to say you're going to do, guys. That goes without saying. Providing you do do that, you will be a valuable tenant and you just need to demonstrate that. But just know and trust and be confident that the service you're providing is valuable to them. And I think once you're in that mindset, things become a lot easier. Conversations become a lot easier and you be, you become and present yourself much more confidently, which is which is really important. And I think it, I hope it helps people starting out in particular. Yay. Woo. <laughs> well, that's a wrap, everyone, of episode four. Um, thank you ever so much, as always, for listening. Please do give us a like. Um, please do follow us on Instagram so you can ask us questions, which we can hopefully cover. Um, really helps us. Um, Ed's going to say the same thing as he does all his week. <laughs> Anything to add? No. Just echo what you said. <laughs> but yeah, no, guys, that'd be mint. Please do like, follow, support, whatever it is. We really appreciate it. Get in touch, get involved, ask us questions. Um, just hit us up. You know, we're here and we'd really like to, I say build a community, but we like to be involved with the people who support us or whatever. So yeah, yeah. big up. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.